Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How did get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, how get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We're back. We're back. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Um, all good, mate. All good. Beautiful, beautiful reception to last week's episode with uh, Vicky. Yeah. yeah, amazing. Which, which was really nice, man. Like, obviously, Vicky's our mate, so it was really easy to chat to her and that, I guess. And, but then all the people that we chat to, it's always really easy, yeah. isn't it? Like, yeah, the, bloke, kind of the conversation just flows, doesn't it? Yeah, like, even like today, like none of us have met Martin, have we? I don't think I've not met him. You met him? No, I spoke to him a couple of times when we've yeah. um, been out on the lash. Uh, I spoke to him <laughs> over the phone, uh, but um, I've never met him. Speak to him quite a bit on uh, on social media and whatnot. And but um, but I guess we've got like loads in common, haven't we? Really, we was both, you know, we was both sort of. We all started really when we was really young doing what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, Martin in uh, Sweet Sixteen, and um, mm. us in in uh, what was we in? I can't remember what it was called. Summer. Little Britain. Yeah. Little um, Britain. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I love it when people come up to me in the street and they go, oh, you're oh, Made in England's the best film I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> made in Britain, so, mate. Love it. <laughs> never seen it, pal. Never seen it. Um, um, no, it, it was a good on this because um, we touched base on it before we, um, in the chat, don't we, where we're saying uh, it's kind of funny when, because Martin's obviously... Uh, He's he's hot property at the minute, really, isn't he? with yeah. um, with a nest and how well that's doing, and obviously with line of duty as well. Yeah. Um, but we sort of touch base on how when you've got something on, everyone sort of wants a piece of you. Whereas like mm. we've been trying to get Martin on for a long time, haven't we? And we was very close to getting him on um, before we had to take the break, obviously down to like filming commitments and stuff. So yeah. it's good to finally get him on. Um, yeah, and man. The subject was mint as well, wasn't it? Well, a couple of yeah, yeah. subjects. Yeah, he's got a couple of subjects, which we've, we've found, haven't we, really, that, like, a lot of guests do, but, I mean, it, it's one of them, a lot, you know, as actors, I guess we're just, we're just, we are a bit moany, aren't we, I guess? It's always the actors that have more than, uh, more than one subject. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, that's it, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, two good subjects. Obviously, the one um, that you've seen in the title, and already it's causing a little bit of stir on, on the Instagram. Social and stuff, media, yeah, they're loving it, aren't the people are saying? <laughs> but when you told me about it as well, I was like, this is bullshit, I said. Yeah, there's, there's absolutely no way that they're overrated. Sunday dinners, they're my favourite thing. Well, let me, um, let me, uh, one minute, how do I unblow my background? Let me just show you what I'm doing today because, um, my missus, as you know, she's a nurse, so tomorrow she's, oh god, see that sun just come in, um, she's at work tomorrow, which we, we're recording this on Saturday, mm. in between, in between, just for anyone watching, in between Good Friday and 
Easter Sunday. Easter. So we're celebrating Easter today with my little girl. So she's had her eggs this morning and stuff. And I've got this bad boy. Sorry, I, think I saw this. Look at this view. Where are we? Oh, oh I. What nice is it? Like a lamb. It's a leg of lamb. Oh, it looks hairy. It's uh, it's rosemary. So you rosemary sprigs on it, and and um, garlic inside. I did that this morning. Get your fingers Get in there, lad. Garlic and rosemary. Here, <laughs> um, I need to wash my hands now. I'll do it in a sec. Don't worry, guys. Um, garlic and rosemary lamb. So that's ready. I love a roast dinner. Who doesn't love a roast dinner? Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan. Yeah, um, Charlotte did one. Charlotte did a good roast dinner last Sunday. But mm. it's kind of it's weird though when because it's only me and Charlotte in the house. Like we'll go out and buy like a big chicken and all the veg and do everything, and yeah. it's like loads of it goes to waste. Yeah. Do you never have bubble and squeak? Bubble and squeak. Well, you've talked. We've spoke about this before, haven't we? Have we've you spoke about. No, I, my mum used to do it a lot, but I've never right. done it. No, oh, and it's good. like I'm not a fan of heating up a, a Sunday dinner on a Monday. Like no, my dad, my dad comes round a lot for a Sunday dinner, and yeah. he'll always say to me, "Plate me one up for work," and I'm like, I can't think of anything worse than do, yeah, I'm warming I, a Sunday dinner up. I think I could do it if you if you didn't like you can't warm the gravy up, so you've got to do that one without gravy, and then just mm. do some some of that bisto stuff or something the next day. Do you know what I mean? Do a bit of that. Some of that bisto it. stuff. I love that because you make your own gravy, don't you? I make my own gravy, mate. My grandma's recipe. Well, say it's my grandma's recipe. I guess it is. But yeah, I love my own gravy. Yeah, that gravy you made a... me when I was round at yours um, just before, uh, before Christmas, wasn't it? You made me some nice food with that good mm. gravy. Yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah, it was nice. Um, yeah, it's good. But yeah, no, I love a roast. And then Martin's other, other subject is award shows, which I've been to a few. You've probably been to more than me. We had a bit of banter about that, so you know. Mm-hmm. But again, that that was another great subject because I, I guess it's, it all goes on who you. It goes on who you with. It goes on what kind of award ceremony it is, yeah. whether there's decent booze there and whether there's decent food. Because I think like with the Baftas, I know they don't do food and they encourage yeah. people not to get drunk. So that's kind of like. I don't and know. I'm... You're kind of sitting there all night and and you're just watching people thank people who you don't know. Yeah. for a film that you probably haven't seen yet and it's like mm. but then if you go to the enemy awards and you get to see slow tie having a fight you know that's then good. You're all good. <laughs> then you're all good yeah i was just gonna say the, the 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 award ceremonies where you do get food in it normally like a like a sort of normally semi like roast mm. Mm. so then yeah. maybe the two go hand in hand for for martin maybe we're yeah, maybe that's why he hates them then yeah he just doesn't like the dinners yeah. really really <laughs> It's always really posh, posh food. Yeah. I always, yeah. I always find if I go to an award ceremony, I'll always go for a Macca's or something after. After, yeah. Or, yeah, if you, it depends where you are. Like, go and get... Well, then you're drunk, aren't you, like you say? So I love a, a, a decent kebab or, like you say, a Macca's or something when, you, when you've had a well, few Well, just go, going back to the Stephen Graham episode after his fine dining. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. That really, true. really nice meal that really ate his pocket. Yeah. And then as soon as he got out, he said to Hannah, let's go to Leicester Square, I'm starving. I'm starving. I'm so, yeah, it's all that fine dining, and it's just, yeah, yeah. award ceremonies aren't really for me. They're a nice, they're a nice little treat every now and then, but they're not really for me. So I agree with Martin on that. But the roast dinner thing, I think, is full of shit. Yeah, definitely. Just while we're in, we're talking a little bit before we get into Martin's chat. Um, I'm gonna uh, put the first series on YouTube at some point. So if you do watch or listen to this via YouTube, um. 
we're going to put the first series on. Obviously, we didn't record videos for the first series, so it's going to be audio only, as is Martin's interview coming up. Um, a couple of our guests just they don't really want to do video. Some and people that's are fine. a bit like, yeah, some people are a bit. You understand you know, it, I, like. Go on. I was going to say you understand it because, like Martin said, like he's got his little learn and that, and it was early morning because he was in Vegas. He lives in Vegas, don't he? So we called him late at night here, but it was early morning there, so. Yeah. He'd not been up, showered and stuff yet. And it's like, yeah, fair play. So, unfortunately, there won't be video for Martin's interview, but there's still audio. I'll put a nice little picture up of Summit. Um, and, yeah, I hope, hope you still enjoy it, really. Yeah, I'm sure you will. It was a great, it was a good one. But I think we say this after every single chat that we have. Yeah. And as soon as, as soon as we either walk away from the guests, say bye, or we shut down the laptops, we call each other straight after. And we say every time, I think that was our best one. Like yeah. which is a good thing, which because it just means that we're we're still loving what we're doing and by the reaction that, that we're getting on social media, it sounds like you guys are still loving it as well. So thank you yeah. for that. And again, like thanks for still caring because I guess it's like because we had such a long time this is probably our longest break, this one, wasn't it? Mm, nearly a year, wasn't it really? Yeah, nearly a year out. Right? It's like for people to still be bothered and interested so it, it does mean a lot um yeah but again you know it's uh, we're just very fortunate now that with technology it's very much not overrated kieran yeah, <laughs> um just means that we can get more we can get more guests on and keep giving giving you uh give the people what they want give the people what they want all right well without much further ado let's uh put martin's interview on um if you don't if you are new to it or whatever you'll notice that after the interview finishes, there is a little bit of time left on your video or your podcast. Fast forward or listen to the jingle. Listen to the jingle because it's a lovely jingle that the Sherlock's made us. So have sure. a listen to that. Now hopefully they're going to um, come on soon. Yes, that'll trying, be good as well. We're trying to figure that out. We're trying to figure out the best way. Because it's four yeah. of them. It's a difficult yeah. thing because it's like you don't want to have six people on a chat all just battering. So we're trying to figure that out. So hopefully that'll be coming soon. They have yeah. agreed to so, do it. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that'll be cool. So, yeah, after the jingle... There's going to be a little bit more chat, just a couple of minutes. I mean, so I'm all kind of winding down and that. So um, have a listen because we've got a few announcements and stuff. Um, so, yeah. Ready for Martin? Yeah. Let's do it. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 
What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Martin Compton, how's it going, Martin? Not bad, lads. How's yourself? How's your lockdown going? Cool. Yes, yeah, it's, it's all right. I mean, you know, I can imagine yours is probably a little bit nicer, is it? With is it is it warm there this time of year? I guess. Aye, mate, it is. It is the sun's out. I mean, it's a, it's a hell of a windy Vegas, which is something I never knew till I moved here. But no, I mean, I kind of lied. That it's it, there is a bit of sunshine, and it does help waking up in the morning. Where you know, what I mean, just puts you in a better mood. But it's just crazy times, boys, isn't it? Um, it's yeah. like it's like no time. Yeah, everybody's in the same boat and. I mean, you guys will know as well, but in some ways, it is the kind of life of an unemployed actor. We just kind of sit. We've been saying anyway. this. Yeah, we've been saying this, haven't we, Tom? Like, we've kind of been practicing for this for yeah. years on yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. You know <laughs> but I mean, but again, and also, I mean, I'm trying to take the positive out. So obviously, it's a worrying situation, and and thankfully, people are starting to take it serious. But you know, I've been catching up on a couple of films that I've been dying to see um, that I haven't had time for. Same with a couple of TV series I was wanting to watch and a couple of books I was wanting to read. So at the moment, yeah. And to be honest as well, I've been, I've been on a great run the last couple of years, which I've been mm. very lucky with, but I've been away from yeah, home quite a lot. So it's just, it's just good to be home and spend a bit of time with the family and actually be present with them. Because you know what it's like. If you know you're leaving for a job, you're always running scenes in your head or thinking about lines and thinking about what's coming mm-hmm. up. You kind of find it hard to kind of concentrate on being home. So, I mean, I wish it was in a lot better circumstances and stuff, but I, I'm, I'm really enjoying just being home with the family. Yeah, I've said yeah. that because it, it kind of feel guilty in one way, enjoying it, I guess, because you can't because yeah. it is such a, a horrible thing. And, you know, like, unfortunately, like people are really ill and in some cases dying. But yeah, like. I, I'm the same as you, mate. Like, I've got two little ones, and, to, you know, five minutes before this phone call, my youngest has just took her first steps, and hey! I'm glad to, to see it, you know what I mean? Amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Class. Really nice. And and, and and you know what, like, my fa- like you'll probably feel the same, but, like, the family unit just feels that much closer and I, nicer. Absolutely, Sometimes as well, I actually feel, start to feel guilty, like, been on the road that long because you I kind of realized you don't get this time back you know mm. and, um, so I, I, as you say I mean again I wish it was in a lot better circumstances but yeah yeah I'm just trying to make the most of it and enjoy being with the family that's all you but, can do really in it like I um I, I haven't got no children but the amount of things that me and Charlotte are managing to get done around the house things that we've been putting off like we bought we moved into this house five years ago and as soon as we moved in we was like we should do this for the back garden we should do that we should do this and then life just sort of takes over and then you you it all you all just gets sort of put to the back of your mind whereas now obviously with charlotte not being at work and me not being at work we've got no excuse so we're literally like we're completely we're cleaning parts of the house that I didn't even know existed. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like <laughs> we're getting so much more done, and it's like you said, Martin. It's like we we just wish that it was under better circumstances. Yeah. But I don't think there is any guilt in in enjoying the time with our families. And and at the end of the day, you're doing exactly what you're being told to do, and I'm doing exactly what I'm told to be doing. Is you staying at home, and you know, and how you choose to 
what what you choose to do with your time, I guess it's completely up to you. And it's important to stay positive, isn't it? And and it's yeah. important to stay like mentally strong throughout a time like this because you can get sucked up in social media and and, and all the terrible things that's going on, and it's it can be a bit of a a nightmare, can it? Well, it is, but I mean, I think it's making kind of best opportunities as well. Like, so I've always wanted to go back to my old school and speak to the drama students there. And, you know, being where we're from and having a working class background, sometimes it's it's hard for kids from where we're from to kind of have the confidence to chase it. And I've never really mm-hmm. had that time. And I just I phoned them up and I said, look, any chance you could get the kids uh, on a Zoom call if they're not doing anything? So we all kind of logged in and we just had this sort of hour-long lovely chat just talking about what it's like nice. being young actors and that stuff. So you say that it's trying to stay positive and kind of make the most of these things and kind of take things that we haven't had the opportunity to do. Yeah, of course. It's good that, it's good that you, you're doing things like that as well because, I, you know, a lot of people could just use this time to just completely go off the radar and, and do their own thing, which is fair enough, but it's good that you're mm-hmm. choosing to you know, to give something back to where you came from and stuff. It's uh, that's you. important and like very nice, yeah. But um, how how's life during the nest? Like me and Andy have just been saying how much like how much huge fans we are of the show. Like it, it's ridiculous. I like I'm obsessed with it at the minute. It's really <laughs> really good. Cool. Yeah, I mean, it's, it it's it's been it's been a long time since I've done something sort of. Well, one so close to my own accent, you know, that is my, it's just my own yeah, voice. Yeah. But, but it was really liberating um, going on to a job. And because Nicole Taylor, I mean, she's, a, she's an amazing writer, you know, she wrote Three Girls and she wrote Wild Rose. Mm-hmm. And she's at a stage of her career now where she has a lot of say in, in her productions. And in her stage directions, she would actually say, when this character speaks to this character, their accents get thicker. When you speak, and it's so, it's like when I speak to Sophie Rundle, Who's my wife and uh, mm-hmm. and is from is, Eng- is English from the south, very well spoken. I naturally, as you do, you speak a bit clearer. But when you speak to somebody mm. else in Glasgow, the Mirror Max character would get a bit thicker. And it was great to be able to say to producers and stuff, "I'm not changing it. That's what it says in the stage directions, and that's the way I'm playing it." And I feel yeah. like that it feels really authentic. It feels raw. And I think with the amount of content that's out there at the minute, there's definitely people are becoming more open-minded and I think that's thanks to things like Peaky Blinders. I mean, I don't understand every single word in Peaky Blinders because of thick, brummy accent, <laughs> but you get the intention of it. You don't need to know every single fucking syllable. It really annoys mm. me when people go like, can you just put the T in the middle of that? Like, nobody does that sort of thing. It's not the way normal people speak. And I think when you start clipping your accent like that, it, it clips your performance. And I think yeah, that comes yeah. across. And I really feel when I, when I watch something on TV, at times I feel for people because they look a bit wooden and I'm like, that's just because they're concentrating so much on their on voice. The yeah, and what and what and what some producers said in their ear about clarity, like you need to be understood in Leamington Spa or some pish like that. You know? Yeah. So yeah. Although it's it's it should be about the performance first and foremost. And of course we need to clean things up and of course in general it needs to be understood. But I think we've become obsessed with every single little detail and I think it was great to be on something like this where the writer rightly has so much power because she's earned it. And I think that's yeah. added to the drama of it because it feels real. Yeah, it's so real and gritty. But I mean, I must say, I think that the first time I'd ever spoken to you was on the phone. I think you was I think you was out with Vicky. Um, yeah. And I'd never heard you speak before. The only thing I'd, 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 I'd I, the only time I'd he- heard you speak was in Line of Duty. 
And then when you when you came onto the phone with this thick Scottish accent, I was like, <laughs> what? I was like, what? <laughs> I expected you to have Arnott's voice from Line of Duty, and it's like, so I think, I mean, you grasped that 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 accent and and that sort of character for Line of Duty so perfectly as well. Like, I must say, I know you were just saying about um, about how sometimes the performance can get taken away, but I mean. But you 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 messaged the other day, didn't you? And said it's the first time in such a long time that you've actually been able to do your own accent, and it's like yeah. a breath of fresh air. Especially something on that big, you know, it's prime time TV, uh, BBC One at Sunday nine o'clock. Usually, when I get to use my own accent, it's like an indie film. Which I mean, I, I mean, we made our names in indie film, boys, and it's, it's our first love. Yeah. But you got to see not the most amount of people see them. So to be on it mm-hmm. that sort of time. Um, on the west coast and there's a scene in the episode last night where I'm sitting on this bench and um, yeah. it's actually a minute's walk from my mum's house you know oh really um, that's where I grew up so I mean that film and you, you put something amazing. on the other day that 60 was it 17 years before in uh, yeah, Sweet bench, 16 yeah. you was on the same bench just 17 years apart I know and it was a bit cheeky because um, well I never told them like the location when the, I knew the location was there I never told them just in case they changed it because you know people can get funny like that going they can't do the yeah. same thing and I just sort of engineered the block and during it going I think I should sit there I really think I should oh, be there you know I mean? love that. <laughs> just so I could get it and then I was buzzing doing it but you know it's it, <clears throat> it really was a joy to do it it's, it's a brilliant cast and I and I think but it's one of these weird things as well I've actually had people Somebody showed me, I've been sent things like from, I think one of them was like from Radio Sheffield and I think Jeremy Vine and stuff. Well, well, I think he says I do a good Scottish accent and I've heard a lot of people say I do a bad Scottish accent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm not that's joking. because of how good your accent was in Line of Duty. But, but, it, but it just goes, that's why, see when I do the accent in Line of Duty, that's why I stay in it. Because when you meet people at first, say Series 1, I mean you're talking nearly 10 years ago, people just believe what they hear. So mm, even yeah. when I know the accent's bad or it needs a bit of work and I missed up, you know, a certain a certain word, because people are already think I'm English, they don't ask questions. They just believe yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So it's the same with this now. But then it's catch twenty two, the more people are finding out. I guarantee my accent's probably stronger than ever in Line of Duty now, but I guarantee now it'll be the most criticism I get next series because people know I'm Scottish, so they're listening. Oh yeah, of course. You know, yeah. so that's it. Kind of goes hand in hand, but I think it's good enough. I think you're, you're right as well, mate. With social media, you can get you can get it can bring you down a lot of that stuff. But oh, I think now when you gosh. see how ridiculous that goes, like people saying I do a bad Scottish accent, you just got to go. All right, well, there's there's nothing I can do about that. And <laughs> I think you've got to believe in yourself. I know when it's good and I know when it's bad. You know, so yeah, just, you've just got to go with your own judgment. Yeah, that's, that's it. Like it? Say the, the, the performance comes first as well, doesn't it? You know, that's what I always got wise. taught at a young age. You've always, like the performance, say if, I, say if my agent rang and said, oh, you've got this thing coming up and I go, well, I'm a bit worried about the accent. They'd, be <laughs> the, they'd say straight away, worry about the performance first. It's a funny exercise of some of these things because I, I struggle at times something with the American accent because um, I can do the accent, no problem, but I think there's a whole, I mean, I, I don't want to go down a rabbit here, but the whole year, boys, but there's a whole psychology that goes with it. Like, it's the way you carry yourself. Because I remember mm. my a dialect coach saying to me, like, you sound all right, but I don't believe you because you say, excuse me, please, and sorry far too many times. And Americans don't say that. Yeah, so yeah. They, they're very uh, direct. So if you keep saying, excuse me, ma'am, help me, please, they, they just think something's a bit off with you. And somebody told me as well, there's a there's an interesting exercise when, 
if you're going to do an audition, I kind of like, I never do this. I, I kind of try to learn it American and then go on. But a lot of people say, do it in your own accent first, just to see how you're acting it. And oh, then well, the accent next. You know, it's, it's an interesting yeah, that's thing. A, that yeah, that's a great thing, yeah. Because then you'll see how you would naturally play it, rather than being restricted with the accent first. Well, there you go. You might have just changed my future. <laughs> you, <laughs> may, you may have just changed my Do you want to be my agent, please? If Tomo gets a big... Someone gets a big HBO series now, Martin. You know where you know where to go. It's a funny thing when I the first time um, my dad met Stephen Graham um, when Stephen Graham visited me in Grimsby. My dad had no idea that Stephen Graham was a scouter. He genuinely thought that he was a a Cockney because of yeah. uh, snatch. Snatch. But I think Stephen's Stephen's that that annoyingly fucking talented guy though isn't he can it do honestly oh, yeah. he can do anything like he's the he kind of guy who can do like a limerick and australian or south african or you know he just turns it on and uh, no bother like yeah i mean I, I mean you guys know firsthand i mean he's he, i mean he, he, he's just one of the greats now but just as a human being man he's he tops you can't beat him he'd do anything for you yeah. yeah, he's a lovely bloke, isn't he, man? He's a proper, yeah, like, yeah. like you say, same as us, like, proper working class, proper down-to-earth lad, like. But, I mean, what a talent, you know what I mean? I'm it's doing, like, insane. Duty with him. It's, it's like, when you're on set with that, and that, like, when I first watched, I actually watched it the other game, it was on Film 4 the other night, wasn't it, boys? This is England, and you yeah. know that yeah, way, you kind of watch it again, it's first time I watch it, and then in the back of your head, you go, oh, this England's a great film, but you don't say, and then when you sit down and watch it again, going, Jesus Christ, this is a masterpiece. And Stephen in it, man, that scene when he's got you boys in the room and he's gone across the line and all that, it's just, it's the the best of British, you know what I mean? And when you see stuff like that, that's when you go, like, why awards? I mean, I know Stephen, but he should be walking away with BAFTAs and stuff like that. You know, it was was a stunning performance. And that whole film together. Yeah, it it was it was unbelievable. But Stephen, you know, Stephen struggled for work a little while for after this is England, and I almost think it's like, was he was he too good? Was I can maybe too you, good do you know, that? did you find that after this is England? Because after Sweet Sixteen, I struggled because people think that's you. You're that mm. yeah. character. Well, you you, know you know was I mean? you you was bought into it very similar to me. I'm right in yeah. thinking, Anna, and you yeah, you was found similar. very randomly. Well, I mean, I remember um, Des Hamilton's a good pal of mine. Yeah, of course and, he is. Uh, I remember he was casting for it. Because remember, I auditioned for This Is England. I don't know. I don't oh, did you? I was down did the last you? couple for... I mean, I think I remember sitting with Shane because I, I read for Woody um, and I was... Um, what? Yeah. And I, I, did, I was meeting Shane and Stephen. I remember Shane calling me up going, yeah, mate, you're really good. I did the last two, but there's this other guy, and he's fucking amazing. If he takes it, you're gubbed. <laughs> I was like, oh my you watch gosh. It, you watch it, you see Joe, and you go, all right, I get it. And yeah, um, yeah. I remember Des Hamilton, and it's mad that, because when you watch it, because it's, like, it's a film and a series I love so much, and I'd have played that completely different and completely wrong. You know, I had a different take on mm. it, and that Woody character is so iconic. And because you've got, I mean, because you've got to love him as the leader. And mm. also, but I remember Des phoning me because Des was phoning, right? You're coming down for the audition. He said, We'll find this wee lad in Grimsby. He's unbelievable. Um, so I met, it's, it's, it's amazing to see where you're at now. Oh, mate. I, yeah, I had no idea. 
I had no idea that you auditioned for that, but it's, I, I listened to your um, your two shot podcast with Craig Parkinson, who's a friend of our podcast and a, and a personal friend of mine and Andy's. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, I, I remember I was listening and I was in my kitchen and just, uh, I think I sent you a message actually um, after I'd listened to it, just saying how amazing it was to, to see how well you're doing in your life and in your career, knowing that you, from the similar circumstances as me and Andy, like it's, yeah. it's a breath of fresh air to know that, you know, it, it, you haven't got to, you haven't got to, you know, come from Rada or, or any of them things, yeah. you know. Well, and yeah, it, I mean, it's... it's that thing as well, because you boys will know, I mean, we got a good start and we all, I mean, I went to Ken Lotz, you boys went to Shane, but after that, it's a rough ride. It's a cutthroat business yeah. we're in, man. And um, it's hard to try to explain to people just how much rejection's involved. I mean, I've, insane, got, I've, I've done all right for myself, but for every job I've got, I've missed probably another 20 or 30. You know, it's um, it's it's, it's hard hard graft and I think that's what people and there's all a lot of stuff that comes with it but I think which are the ones that find out you kind of get into this job to be famous you know what I mean which I think some people have got the wrong idea of it where the kind of awards do's and all that kind of thing and dinners and nights out they can be a nice bonus mm. but it needs to be at two o'clock in the morning in the pissing rain when you're being asked to go again and you need to bring it that's what you uh, need to love doing mm. you need to love your actual job I'm never happier than when I'm on set trying to make something come alive. Yeah, same, same. Yeah, genuinely. See, it's that, like you said, there's been times when I've had to be in the in the sea, in the water, in Norfolk at four in the morning, freezing my bollocks off, but still <laughs> loving my job, you know. And that's, I think, that's the important thing. But I, I personally, I think the hardest work we do is when we're not working. I think yeah. when you when you're sitting around and you're sort of twiddling your thumbs waiting for the phone to ring and sort of you feel like feel a bit useless don't you Absolutely. particularly without without kids oh the self-doubt yeah it's um it could be tough it can be tough but just going um just going back to the uh what you just said there about uh about the award ceremonies and nice dinners that will um that'll take us nicely into your subjects <laughs> i think <laughs> uh, well, do you want to do you want to just I'll, talk to us start. about your subject uh, well, the first one was Sunday roasts. Sunday roasts. Yeah. Wow. Dude, mate, I think Sunday roasts are basically a conspiracy to get all the plain and bland shit out of your fridge on a plate. And family. <laughs> Peas, <laughs> carrots, broccoli, <laughs> Brussels sprouts. I mean, when would you eat them any other day of the week? I, I, I do bro- like Brussels sprouts. I can't have them, man. And it's just... No, that's disgusting, yeah. I mean, we always... I mean, growing up as well, we always had Chinese on a Sunday night in our house. And oh, I think there's, oh, also, okay. there's also a side to it, maybe. Like, I didn't realise I got older because I always thought my mum was a bad cook. And it's not. It's just my dad likes everything burnt to a bloody crisp. And there's no taste <laughs> to it. And I always thought... And it wasn't until I was older and I started asking my mum, can you cook, cook mine's different? And realised she was a good cook. But it's just, you can eat what your dad was getting. Yeah. So... Our Sunday, uh, them kind of roasts were never great, but I just can't eat. And what, what is the main thing? Is it a turkey? Is it ham? I mean, what is, what is a country I mean, central Sunday roast? I think beef in it is like the normal, I, I get roast it, it might beef, be re- regional chicken. or something, but I think roast beef is like the, what, what you're supposed to have on a roast. I don't know though. Or, but yeah, well, I mean, chicken. yeah, I like lamb. Roast chicken. Yeah, roast chicken. And I, and I can't eat, I still to this day don't know what the Yorkshire pudding is supposed to be. It's, <laughs> uh, it, 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 is it sweet is it a pudding is it a pastry I, I just I, I don't get it 
So you don't like Yorkshire puddings? No, I, I genuinely don't <laughs> get Look, if anything, if, if you've got a good gravy and you can whack it on everything, that will save it. You can eat anything with a good gravy. But oh, well, if you've got a poor watered down gravy, no, I find that like, you know how when we're on set as well, there's usually like fish Fridays <laughs> or whatever's like those set things you get on days. See, if we're working yeah. on Sunday and it's a catering Sunday roast, I mean, I, I don't think I've ever been so depressed in my life. Oh, you've got to, you, yeah, the caterers have got to be very good to pull off. Yeah. Good Sunday roast. Yeah, and I, yeah, I, I agree. If, and you're working on Sunday anyway, you know what I mean? You're already a bit raging. Uh, it's just, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're just, they're not for me. And I think it always annoys me. So when somebody says, do you like a Sunday roast? And you go, no, I go, oh, that's because you've not tried mine. And you're like, they're all the oh, same. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's just, everybody's going, you've got to try mines. And it says, because our Vic, you know, I mean, Vic loves a good Sunday roast. And it's good, yeah. It's good, but I just like peas and carrots and broccolis and, nah, again, I'd rather have a Chinese on a Sunday night. I must say that Charlotte, my wife, makes <laughs> oh, the best Sunday roast I've ever had. And yesterday, when you messaged your subject, it was, uh, it was funny because you said about Sunday roast and I was literally sitting there after just nailing a Sunday roast that Charlotte had made me and then so it, it just have? made so what did I have I had a roast chicken roast chicken right. dinner with um it had uh cabbage carrots mashed potatoes roast potatoes um broccoli um we had some sausages on there as well uh Jesus Christ you went it time yes no, it, it was a mammoth of a meal yep. But um, yeah, like proper proper sausages are like yeah, proper sausages. Kind of proper sausages. How would you get sausages, sausages on you know? a Sunday roast? Yeah, that's a bit. Uh, I don't complain, mate. I just I, I just take it. <laughs> take it. Take it like he a knows little, where his like, bread's buttered. I know what's <laughs> happening. Well, because as well, like you, you're on a gauntlet with the toties. Like if you got really good roast toties, amazing. Mm. Roast torty. Roast toties. Roast potatoes. Yeah. Oh right, oh, right, oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Tom, should I get subtitles yeah. on Skype for you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, roast Totties, we see up there. Oh, are we there, um, guys? Yeah, yeah, can you hear us? Yep. Yeah, but you, you disappeared for a second there. Right, yep. Go on, right. Yeah, Roast Totties, but even, again, if the mash is good, aye, but they can be really hit and miss if they're lumpy and... Kai, for me, they're just not for me. I mean, even we got to, I think we, we used to have a Chinese on, on Christmas Day. Um, what? Oh, really? Yeah. And I loved Wasn't the Chinese takeaway open on Christmas Day? Yeah. And we yeah, because people have ordered the whole. This is. I was going to say, people have curries, curries, don't they, and stuff like that. I've heard of, I've heard of people having like Indian takeaways, Chinese. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not a thing. Well, we kind of used to order the whole menu sort of thing and put it out like on a mat on the floor and just help yourself. And then we'd have the sort of right. Sunday roast thing on Boxing Day with my grandpa and stuff. I just this I is an outrage, I must say. I <laughs> this is absolutely blown me away. I just, I, it's just, if I'm going round somebody's to dinner or somebody invites me around to dinner, I try to make sure it's not a Sunday, it's just because I know that's oh, what you're just in case. Yeah. When when we it. asked you when we asked you about an overrated subject. Was it was it straight away? You instantly like you was without no, a doubt. I tell you what, because because I kind of changed it up a bit because as you said, you sent me Stevie's, and you boys touched on it. Reality TV would have been a big one for me, but I think you covered mm-hmm. that pretty well. Um, yeah, because I think there's a pretty dark side to reality TV as well, which I've which I think we've all seen of late. Um, of course, I think because these a lot of these kids. I mean, because there was one incident I remember 
Um, and I think as well, I mean, I think from our industry get about, I met a lot of the bods from it, and a lot of them are sound as anything. You know what I mean? Like some yeah. of them are, became really good pals, but sort of be this industry where you're you're churning a lot of these kids out, and you make them super famous for like six months, and then they kind of get dropped. Literally the <laughs> most famous people in the country. Like yeah, and then they're just when Love gone, Island's and then on. There's a new series of Love Island or whatever, and these, and it must be a, a head wrecker for some of them to go yeah. right. I was on every TV show and everybody was loving me. You're going now, I'm just forgotten about. And you can see how some people go off the rails. And I first hand experience it with one of the, I can't remember what one of the, the, the talent shows it was, but I was filming in London and we're in the studios and down the corridor was was one of the finalists and one of the singer ones. I don't know if it was like Britain's Got Talent or X Factor or something like that. And the lad had like 15 assistants with him. And I was trying to learn my lines and they were driving me up the wall. And I had to come down a couple of times. So they'd people, this was people outside his room just hanging about, making noise. And I had to say to him, like, can you move away? Like, I'm getting, I've got work to do here. And it was just come out and he had literally about 15 people around him. And about a year later, I was like at a regional Scottish Awards do, and the same lad was this, the entertainer. And um, I can remember everybody just being pissed and kind of talking over him, singing and stuff. And it just yeah. made me feel really kind of sad. And I was like, Jesus Christ, I mean, that, that must be so tough. Going from that yeah. kind of level of people thingy to now. Yeah, I just, and I think there is a, and people love it because again, Andy, what, what kind of made me laugh about it is because what you were saying about football. I'm I'm obsessed with grown men chasing a ball about a field, so we yeah. don't have the right to look down on anything. And I'm not, so I, I, you can't look down on it. People enjoy it. That's I think it takes away from getting actually get investing in dramas and stuff. But if people watch it, that that's that's what people like. But I definitely think there's a darker side to it where oh, these people people get kind of built up and then sort of discarded. I don't think that sort of put out there enough I don't think there's enough protection no, I think one thing I think we, we said it on uh, with Clint Boone because we spoke to him about reality TV quite a lot is like like we were saying earlier on you know we, we've been doing this pretty much since we were all around about the same age and we've grown up like you say with just rejection becoming the norm where yeah. you know we, I always say like you know if you're in a band you start off probably playing like shit, working men's clubs, getting booed off the stage, et cetera, et cetera. So you learn to deal with rejection earlier yeah. and then you hopefully make it. And then when you make it, you can be a bit humble. You can go, well, you know, I've, I've come from that and now I'm, now I'm where I am. Where like you say, a load of these reality stars, you know, one day they're working in a factory and then the next day they're on an island with, you know, 20 other beautiful people. And then when they get home, they're the most famous person in the country. And it's like, mm-hmm. They've not had that internal growth of, of of being rejected or anything. So when they get rejected for the first time, you know, whilst being famous, it, it, it must, you know, just fucking mess with their heads so it much. It must as well. And hang as well as a country, what we're, we're really good at is building people up in order to bring them down. So yeah. kind of, you wanted people that. And then people, so you're throwing these a lot of these people then into wild parties and stuff. And everybody's on them to see what they do wrong. Because that's an... Once you've got them famous, the next big story is is the fall. So yeah, what, how can they? Yeah, they're under the spotlight for everything they do, and whether they have an argument in the street, whether they're doing something daft at a party or whatever, a lot of people do it. But they're under such a magnifying glass for that period of time that 
because it is a big story, whatever they do wrong. And again, as you've just said, Andy, they've probably never dealt with that before. And then all of a sudden they're on the front page. And I can definitely see how somebody could, you know, really, really do something unfortunate when you're under that sort of pressure. Well, it's like the, the, the level of fame and everybody wants a piece of you. You know, you go into these, and and I found it. Say, say if I don't know, this is England's being released or 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 anything that you're working on for for a space of six months. Everyone wants to know. Everyone wants yeah. you at their parties. Everyone yeah. wants to give you their clothes. Everyone wants to give you this and give you that. And then suddenly you you notice it just just drops. It just and then stops, it's like, minute, mate. And then it's what like, oh. I, Wait a minute. It's, it's and, really and I think funny with this. Uh, Go on. With the, no, exactly what you're saying. But see, with the nest being on at the minute, mm. it's kind of interesting. Like You've got 15 missed. iPads now, you know. Yeah, that's it, mate. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's sending you. Everybody wants this. Can you come on mm. this show? Come on that show? And then it, it does. It just completely... Because there's some, somebody else. Well, on. I must say that we've been trying to get you on here since before the nest. <laughs> <laughs> just, just disclaimer. You know, it's yeah, not it's not the nest that's, that's made us want you on here. Yeah. Just so that the audience are aware. But go on. No, but that's it, mate. And then it'll be line of duty, and then it'll be uh, well. And for that, cause I think, yeah, it's it's just so funny. That you, like you said, you get invited to everything for that period of time, and then mm-hmm. you, you won't get in the door again. You know, until something else is out. And we're just very, yeah, we're very fortunate that, you know, if if we work hard, we, we get the opportunities again to, you know, to be in great shows and, and things like that, that people are going to watch. Whereas, you know, for these reality TV um, stars like uh, Love Island, once they've done Love Island once, the chances are they're not going to get to go in it again. So it is literally like they, 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 they're sort of fighting a battle to stay in this limelight and live this lifestyle that they've been living. And it can be a real struggle. It's, yeah. Well, and, like, Sorry, Andy, you go. I was going to say, like you said before, Martin, like, you know, if you if you get in this game to become famous, you, you, you're probably not going to do very well. And, and, and you'll soon realise, like you say, that it is a bit shit where at least, you know, we we have got. A, I won't say we've got a skill because I'm sure a lot of them people have got skills as well. But we're you know, we've got a love and a passion for for acting. So that mm-hmm. keeps us in it once we realize like you say that the, that the fame and stuff can be a bit shallow and a bit shit where mm. these guys are literally just getting in it for that for being yes. beautiful <laughs> yeah for to yeah. be yeah to, to be famous to be known as yeah, that, you know, that, that, that becomes their job their job is to be famous then and it's so mm. always feel i mean that kind of will side on to my next subject but as part of that when you kind of meet these people they're always on you don't feel like you can have a real conversation with them because yeah. Their job is to get like a headline to get something in the papers the next day because that keeps the wheels turning. And uh, it's very hard work at times. Um, because then, but then you know, we Kem Ketney, um, who did the uh, soccer ed, soccer ed, mm. Kem's a great lad and got his head screwed on. So he's got, I think he already was a clever lad and had a couple of things going. So when it's somebody like that and you marry the two, then yeah. it's great. But yeah, when some, yeah. When, but other people, when they don't really have anything to fall back on, then it's going to be a struggle for them. You get a yeah, very, like a very, that... you get a very small handful of them that do invest and start businesses. And yeah. like Gaz, Gaz from Geordie Shaw, um, I know he he invested very early on from Geordie Shaw and invested his money. And now he's no longer in Geordie Shaw, but he's still working and still earning money and providing for his family. Otherwise, you know, you can see it with a, with a couple of the others from Geordie Shaw. They've sort of just completely gone off the radar since leaving yeah. the show. 
it's tough, man. It really is. It really is. Yeah, it's um, it, it can be fickle. Um, but fickle be. It's a fickle. <laughs> right, subject two. Subject two, that's what I was just about to say. Go on. Yeah, because this one goes on to it, I guess. Yeah, it does, but I because I really want your opinions on it as well, boys, because mm. you've been there. Award dues. Award ceremonies. Award ceremonies, thank you, Toms. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because growing up, you see these things on the telly and they look so glamorous and everybody's dolled up and their dicky bows and gowns and you go, oh my God, one day. And you get there, and they're the most long, the longest, boring. most boring to me. Yeah. And I can't do small talk, and awards ceremonies are the World Cup of small talk. Yeah. You know, it's just chat and people bullshit and going, oh, I love you in this, I love you in this. And half the time, you know, people don't even know who you are. And going, it's all this kind of, and all these fake kind of promises is we're going to work this together. And and you guys will know, I mean, and plus, in blind of duty, we always get beat. Which is never great. Um, <laughs> uh, the thing that, that kills me is if you're not nominated or famous, to an extent, see when you walk up to that thing and there's like a bank of photographers and you can tell none of them are interested in taking your picture. It's the mm. most gut-wrenching feeling, man. It's just, <laughs> you just sink into yourself. And then if you don't, it's, it's expensive to have a PR, but see if you don't have a PR, then you just get hounded around these journalists. And again, some of them aren't even interested in talking to you. I mean, I'm lucky the last couple of years, things have went, it was years I was there and you just sort of feel like you're lost wandering around. And they can be a good night out, but if you're all together, a great catch up with the troops and, and it's lovely if you win and stuff. But again, as well, you kind of realise it's stuff as well. They are all bullshit. So I'm saying, I saw James McAvoy and Filth, which I thought was the best lead performance of any British film of that decade. Same with Stevie mm-hmm. Graham and This Is England supporting. And I think Line of Duty Series 3 is the best writing on TV I've ever seen. None of them either. They never even, not the one. Stephen Graham and James McAvoy never even got nominated for awards. And I'm just yeah, thinking, yeah. That, so then you can kind of go how subjective it is and how these juries, and a lot of them do have agendas and stuff. And um, so it's they can be, I say, a cracking night out at times if you're out, but in the main, you're sitting there starving. Dying for a drink. <laughs> dying yeah, they don't feed you at the BAFTAs, do they? No, because because these are when you mix as well. Because at the BAFTAs, they want you to be sober. Um, but while this thing's going on, because it's so long. And yeah, yeah. Where there's there's other ones where you go and it's the dinner first, and then everybody's pissed, and yeah. baby's listening by the end of the night. They're just such a weird. It's, it's a funny it's, one. It's not you know? what it looks like on TV. What do you guys think? Yeah, I agree with you. Go on, Andy. Go on, Andy. Go on. Sorry, mate. No, go on, Yeah, I agree with you because my um, like my missus, she'll sit religiously and watch the fucking is it the NTAs? And, yeah. And it's like you know heavily edited. Obviously, it's it's only on for like an hour and a half. You know that 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 award ceremony's gone on for about five hours because you've got the you know the best lighting or the best this and the best that. Um. But yeah, I'm, I agree with you, mate. Like you say, I, I remember watching stuff like that as a kid and thinking, oh, yeah, this is going to be amazing. And then, like you say, the first time you go to one, it's, it, it, the, the ones I've been to, you know, it normally is like the meal first and you end up do having a fair few drinks beforehand. And then you just nailing sat there, the just literally, yeah, nailing the wine. And then you just sat there literally waiting for the, the last person to get up and 
you know, so he can carry on the night, I guess. So he can carry on, exactly. But, mate, the, the NTAs <laughs> are a weird one because... I quite I, I like them just because because so, they're voted by the audience. Um, yeah. And, uh, but and, and the audience are there and the, and the O2 kind of thing. Um, but it's such a weird mix of people because it's drama through reality TV and it's mad. Like again, because it's like you're walking in to sit down and and you've got as I say, a lot of these people they're just on because they're on TV and they're just showing off. In terms mm. of they just want to be the loudest, they want to be the most heard because they want to get on camera. And I find that a pain <laughs> in the arse. And also, yeah, yeah. they're just, and also, the weird one is, the, the bigger ones like the NTAs, so when you leave your seat at that, they have people dressed up to come and sit in your seat for you. Yeah, to make it look full. Yeah, so I, mean, yeah I heard full. there was a funny story with Lewis Capaldi recently, wasn't there? We, yeah, somebody had a seat, but I mean, I think one of them, because a line of duty, we're so used to getting beat. We were up for the first award and we got beat like in a bit, and then we just fucked off. Because oh, did you? Yeah, because we were like, I'm not sitting through this all night if we got beat again. And um, <laughs> yeah, but, but you have people sitting in your seat, so we weren't missed, you know. But I, it's, it, there, there really is. I mean, I know people sitting here thinking, going or listening, going like, what are you moaning about kind of thing. But all I think I'm really trying to say is well, basically what you're saying, boys, is they are overrated. They look mm, yeah. this incredibly glamorous the... night out, you, and they're really not. You get the odd one, um, like you said. With, with I, I think the the best ones are the ones where the the members of the public are there as well. They have you have you ever been to the Enemy Awards, Martin? Yeah, uh, well, I can't remember I, much about it, but I, was I mean that <laughs> that still to this day is one of the best that the one of the best nights in my life. Like I, I'm the same as you with things like that. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, like with the with the British Independent Film Awards or the N, uh, the Empire yeah, Awards, are good night like, out. yeah, Empire you know they. they, they, they do you not think that? Do you not think that? Because that's a very interesting point. Because the NMEs are basically a music awards with with the film or TV attached. So we're then yeah. going. That was an amazing night because you're seeing all our heroes. Whereas the other mm-hmm. nights are kind of industry awards for us. So we're there kind of talking shop. Well, the NMEs were just sitting there like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm sitting here. Yeah, like you I'm know. sat next to Coldplay. So you know, Aye, the, kill, um, the killers were sitting behind us, and it was just a mental night. It's so yeah, I think so much fun. Yeah, I mean they and they properly kick off, don't they? That was a that was an interesting evening. <laughs> and you don't have to wear a suit, which is the thing for me. Like you know, you've got to, <laughs> you've got to go to these bloody award ceremonies. You've always got to wear a suit. I'm like ah, oh. uh-huh. and you know if if you find that you go into like the the I, I don't know like the the biffers and things like that. You like you said, you're always talking shop all night. It's yeah. always like. What are you working on? Oh, you was great in this. Which, which you know, it is. It's just to be in a room full of all the people who you admire in the industry. It's a great thing, and and you can chat along. And you know, I've met some of the some of the best people I've ever met at these award ceremonies. Mm-hmm. But if I've had a couple of drinks, I want to be talking about. I want to be talking about football, and I and I want to be talking about. You know, I, I don't want to be talking about what I'm working. And you want to be on talking next, to your or, mates. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. And you, you, you want to be at your table having a laugh it. and. You've got to kind of, so it's good if you're all together and you can have a laugh, but then you've always got somebody tapping your shoulder going, like, we're doing this thing on thingy and we think you might be good. And you're, and you're like, I know there's nothing ever going to come of this. It's just, you know what? The only time I, I've, and I've got to give props to Nicole for it, that the only time it's ever happened to me is The Nest. I met Nicole at the BAFTAs the other year and, and she said, I'm writing something for you. And again, I just kind of never really thought much about it. And then I got an email ping saying, here's the script, you want to do it? But that's the only time it's ever nice. happened. 
Because wow. as yeah. well, you're just trying not to make an arse of yourself as well. Because you're, after a while, you are going full tilt. And yeah, and when the, I always find that when the booze is free, I always get more pissed. Mate, this is something <laughs> I have to. I have to have this out with my with my dad and my pals when I take them to things, and I'm like, I don't get how. I think it's a very working class thing. When the booze is free, you feel you need to drink more. Yeah, you're like, you do. You're still yeah. going to be there. Just keep drinking. Yeah. <laughs> I, had, we, I was at a charity do with my, my dad the other night and I ended up having to stick in my taxi because the girl asked, what, <laughs> um, what, what does he drink? And she left him a bottle of vodka on the, on the table. And he'd met about three quarters of the thing before we'd hardly even started. Oh, my like, Jesus. Because he's just going, are they going to, I think, again, it's a working class thing. I'm going, well, what if they take it back sort of thing? You know, we may as well. Yeah, get your money's worth kind of thing. Yeah, you better exactly. get your money's worth. Get your but, money's yeah, worth. It's always that way. Like, so you go, if you take your mates to a do, and I suppose I'd have been like that at the start as well, but you're like, get a drink in the free. They come back with like three rounds and shots. Yeah, yeah. That, like, you just went, hit the nail on the head when you said get your money's worth. It's like an all-inclusive holiday, isn't it? It's like one right. moment you realise that there's a bottle of vodka on your table. Next thing you're trying to drag, drag your dad away from trying to have a fight <laughs> with Matt Damon at the Empire Awards. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> you're just like... But you're just like it's it just calm down. Like it's it's all right. Like we're we're here. You know what I mean? We're being well looked after. But I think it's that thing is we take what you can get while you can get it. Yeah, because I you know you can you imagine like in, I don't know what your your dad does or, or did do, but you know he, he probably wouldn't get that um in his job even at like the Christmas do or anything. Do you know what I mean? So I guess it is kind of. But it's exciting, that thing as well. It but from... it's it's exciting because we, but, I mean it's a ball of vodka like. Yeah, we'll buy it during the week. It's nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Same when we're having a night out. We, we can buy this stuff. It's not an issue. But I just think there's a thing in our head of they're, what they're giving us us for nothing. Really? Yeah. Like, and then we take full advantage. It's a weird, it, weird thing. It is. It's like that. We very fortunately when we was um, when we was filming in Sheffield, um, the, there's a great place in Sheffield called Viper Rooms that used to literally they used to invite us in and they used to give us this table and they just used to bring bottle after bottle of everything we wanted and it's like because it's free you're like you're pouring the biggest measurements that you'd never ever have yeah, hi. but just because yeah. it's free you're like oh because oh, there's so many people there you're like oh i need to get my money's worth here it's the, it's that sort of thing but then when you are yeah. at an award ceremony you've subconsciously <laughs> you do know that you've got to sort of like rein it in a bit because you can't be seen to be in you know, but uh, being a being a knobhead at the BAFTAs and yeah. something because that can get you in a lot of trouble. Do you know what I mean? How do you find Tom? Because I said we we had such a similar start and and like same with us as England, you were cleaning up a lot of the sort of the best newcomer things. I think we pretty much had the same route. You mean? I mean, did you find it a bit of a head wrecker that like at first you felt this this is kind of easy, like it's your first one at the BAFTAs or whatever, and you're just picking these things up and. And then all of a sudden, it's not anymore. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, that kind of cycle stops and you don't have a job. But you've got this wee cabinet full of these kind of shiny awards and you go, like... Yeah, it was weird. The next one, yeah, you, you thought... I, I thought right away, I'd just be... Like, the offers would be coming in and nothing at all. No, it was weird when... Because um, I, I remember the first night I ever went to... The, the first award ceremony I ever went to was the Biffers when I was nominated for Newcomer. I must have been 14 or 15... Um, and I went in this god awful shirt 
Um, and I think I might have been wearing my school trousers or something. I think I must have been. I, 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 know, I know I didn't, I didn't wear. A, I didn't. I know I didn't wear a full-on suit, and I didn't look particularly smart. And my hair was like shit. Um, but I went with my dad, and I just remember my dad just being like, "What the fuck's going on?" Here? <laughs> he's walking around, and he's meeting all the. You know, you've got Ken Loach walking about. You've got yeah. bloody Helen Mirren's over there dancing yeah. away, and. Um, you've got like people like Martin Freeman. Was, um, I, I'll always remember he came up to me that night, um, and obviously I was a big fan of his anyway from Ali G. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and and obviously now I appreciate more of his great work. But for me, it was like he was Ricky C in Ali G. And he yeah. came up to me, and I was I was for, for like fourteen, fifteen, and I remember losing my shit because he came up to me and spoke to me. I was like, yeah. this is fucking mental. Um, I- but then, like you said, you spend all that time on that circuit and it, it just goes back to the whole everyone sort of wants a piece of you. And then the film mm-hmm. sort of died down a bit. And then and then I was this 15 year old boy and I had to go into the to the auditioning circuit. And I re- remember the second audition I, I ever had was for a series called The Innocence Project with um, Stephen Graham. Um, and in that audition, I remember I didn't put my phone on silent and Shane Meadows actually rang me whilst I was in the audition. And I didn't think about it. I just went said to the people when it was ringing i said oh just one second i'm gonna answer this mid audition oh, and i'm like man. oh i know but i i ended up going oh, on to get but i guess that's like where he's now i think it's a, i think like my first auditions i remember going down to london getting sent down there and sweet 16 wasn't out yet and i'm going into this audition and I basically just wore what I'd wear to a nightclub, you know what I mean? Because I thought it was smart. I said, like, horrible shirt, like, a cuff and matching collar was a thing at the time, and a pair of trousers. And you mm. go in this room, and there's all these lads with, like, khaki trousers and T-shirts on, you know, all kind of casual. And I've never felt so out of place in my life. And I just went, I can't do this. You know what I mean? I just, like, I'm not, this isn't my world. You know, mm. but then I think you get a wee bit of fire in you from that, going, well, if, even if I'm not going to, be here i'm going to show them that i can act you know but it's 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 so daunting and i don't think people realize that like yeah you're just sort of left to get on with it you know and i say it's mad that circuit at first and you've got all these huge agents kind of chasing you but then the next film comes out and there's the next hot thing and i always something that really stuck in my head i remember the night before the the sweet 16 premiere in glasgow because it done can it done a load of film festivals and it was doing great and I remember like reading a paper thing saying he's the next big thing and I remember having not a panic attack in my room but you think you've made it you're like well no because I was thinking right well now if I'm not the next big thing I'm going to be a failure for the rest of my life Mm. and that really kind of hit me hard like well I don't have actually have a job in it and what if the film's not any good because it wasn't out in Scotland yet and what people don't like it but I'm all over the front pages is the next big thing and I was like it's just I said I mean you were even younger than me Tom but I mean I was 17 at that time and it's just again there's a side of this business which the the good times for me far away the bad and the the good stuff that comes with it but it is it can be a rough ride at times yeah definitely like you say and, and and from doing you know again in a similar boat like doing something you know i, I remember when sweet 16 came out my uh, my mum got it me on dvd because i think i was about sort of 16 i think when it when it kind of came out um or maybe a little bit younger 
you know, it was it was a big. I remember it being quite big, and the same as this is England. So you kind of started off with something really big, and then the next thing that you do, it just it just doesn't seem to be as in your head, I guess, at that age. Oh, this isn't that big. This isn't that good. You know, yeah. What am I, what am I doing? I should be getting. You know, and you know, I'm supposed to go on to bigger and better, but it's just not the way that the industry works, I guess. Is How it? How did you feel with it? How like especially after it went to series? Because I mean, those characters and even that picture of you all against a brick wall became so iconic. I mean, did you just find it tough going into other stuff and going? I'm not exactly that guy. <laughs> I'm an actor playing a part. Yeah, I think so. I think that the, I've, I've done a fair few jobs where you can kind of tell people are shocked that I'm not thick as pig shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, mate. That is, that is up for debate. But we can talk about that on another podcast, yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, you do, don't you? Because, like you say, with This Is England, a lot of people, a lot of other actors, you know, have watched it. So when you go and do a new job and you're working with a, a new set of actors that you've not worked with, it sometimes, the you know, the questions get get raised oh what's it like doing this and stuff like that but it's just nice to be a part of something like that 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 other you know that your peers love I guess yeah no absolutely that's the thing as well we've got to be got to be careful as well in terms of because it can be a monkey on your back but it's also something you've got to be extremely proud of you know it's it's a it's a piece of work that any actor would have been would have killed to be part of you know what I mean and uh, and it's always going to be the question when's the next instalment and that's a really good position to be in of, of, or to have left it in yeah exactly yeah, exactly. yeah it's kind of um it's you, you sort of feel like you're like you've just touched on there martin when you said that when people are writing the, the, all these amazing things about you and that you're going to be the next big thing blah 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 it's like it adds that pressure onto you doesn't it because it's like you've almost started at the top and then you're like you then got to work again from the bottom to do other parts, and it's like, but I, I, I mean, for me, it's the, I always, I, I'm always super grateful and super proud when people come up to me in the streets. But for some reason, when people recognise me for other work, it's sort of like I, 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 I do one in particular. There was an elderly couple um, in Mexico when I was on holiday. Uh, they came up to me at the bar, and they said. Are you are you that guy from Swimming with Men? I, we watched it on the plane on the way over, and I sort of had like a sense of pride. I was like, "Oh, mate, you got me buzz from that, absolutely." Yeah. Oh man, it's like because because the amount of times that I mean, I, you I, you can never get bored of people saying you, you know the nice things that they say about this is England, but when when people are recognising your other work as well, it's sort of a sense of like, yeah, man, like I I, I have done no, other great work with, as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I completely understand what you're saying there. It's, it's a kind of sense of sense of pride. That you, yeah, I've done other stuff. Absolutely, me. I, I can completely understand that. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's it's a lovely feeling. It, it's nice to know that that your work's being appreciated. It really yeah. is. Just not at award ceremonies. They can they can fuck off. <laughs> well, it's a game, but if, I mean, still get me wrong. Like, if you wonder the things, it's a good laugh and it's good to be recognised yeah. and stuff and all that. But I I, I genuinely just think. Well, they are overrated lads. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think I agree with. Uh, I think I, I agree with the the award ceremony. Some of them can be good fun. Enemy awards in particular. 
but, but I can hear there's a caveat I, about the Sunday roast here, is there? But I think what you're saying about <laughs> I, I think what you're saying about Sunday roast is absolute bullshit, and I can't get on board. <laughs> I, I absolutely cannot get on board with what you're saying because do you not love like me and Charlotte on a Sunday? Sometimes we'll just get in the car and we'll take a we'll take a, a 45 minute drive or an hour drive into the country, whether it be north, east, south, or west, and find a random little countryside boozer. And have a really, really nice roast and a, you know, a, a nice cold pint of beer. And I, I think there's nothing better than that for me. A lovely, lovely roast. Everything, the, but I mean, you... everything apart from the roast, the cold beer, the drive, yeah. the but then I'd just get a nice steak. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, are you one of them people, Tomo, that like when you go on holiday abroad, if, like if you go Spain, have you got to find a Sunday dinner? Yeah, on a you're, on, you're on the East End. I would never sit. I would never sit in 35 degrees heat and eat a Sunday dinner. Never. That is <laughs> I don't get that. Imagine I don't some get of the Sunday people. dinners you'd find in Benidorm. <laughs> the places I go on holiday, like Benidorm and Magaluf and Ibiza, like yeah. you're not finding a decent Sunday dinner in 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 any of those places. No. Well, I've find them. I mean, I I remember um my first boys' holiday. I think we went to Magaluf, like 16, and it was across from the East Enders bar. There was this bar just played the East yeah. Enders on repeat. And was oh my there God. on our balcony. He never, they were in there every night. Like you've just flew here to sit and watch EastEnders for two weeks. It's I don't yes, understand. That only falls in the horses' bars. Yeah, but all that, I kind of get my head around that. I mean, you've got all that beach and all that bit of culture out there, and just getting absolutely lagging. Get out and get yeah. on. It. But yeah, I, I guess I, it's I kind of people go on holiday, don't they? And they 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 fly away from there, but they they try their hardest to, to like say if the only thing that if they went to Spain and the only thing that they could eat was tapas and paella like yeah. they would but they they would freak out because there's no full English breakfast and it's like well yeah. you're going on holiday mate like so yeah. you should try you're and change another it country and the other thing is I always feel I need mean, the amount of people when you're in Spain or something people always apologizing for their English and you're like I'm the ignorant one mate I'm in your country I mean I should be yeah. trying to speak your language not the other way around and I feel we, we get very inward with that and we kind of expect everybody to kind of do things on our terms, you know? Yeah, it's um, it's always a funny one. I've just been filming over in, um, I went to a play, the Garafi Desert in Spain um, and we was in this little, this little tiny town called Guadix. Um, and I'm, I reckon we are one of very few bunch of English people that have been over there because they were sort of like really confused. There was like, what are you doing in this tiny little village? And I was kind of a little bit ignorant in, in a bit ignorant in, in a way, because I, I was thinking about food in the evenings after a long day at work. And I'm thinking, I, I don't, I, I, I sort of, I like my home comforts and there wasn't a yeah. McDonald's and there wasn't any of this. The only thing that was a real local food. And I was kind of, I remember ringing Charlotte some nights going, I just want a Mackey's. I just want all the food. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I guess that's sort of the ignorance in, in, in the Britain. Oh, did, like, did, Br- did you try the local cuisine? Did you try it? Yeah, I did try it. Of course. But there was an hour, there was a, there was a coach that left um, twice a day from Guadix that went to uh, Almeria and they had a McDonald's. And and uh, yeah, yeah. So I Draw did that. I, I went all the way to Almeria for a Mickey yeah, McDonald's. Exactly. I um, I did the same. I remember the first time I went to Cannes and <clears> the <throat> French food. I, I I had to get a Mackey D's ordered in the first time, but I've kind of branched out a bit and tried. Actually, um, cause it's a whole different way of eating out there and stuff. I 
Like my my ex actually, she taught in Girona outside Barcelona, so she was living there for a couple of years. So I was I was staying there quite a lot. And at mm. first, it kind of drove me mental the way they would eat because you, you go out at like eight o'clock and order some food, and it could take like somebody's starter would come and your starter wouldn't come for another fifteen minutes, and then somebody's main and yours would come. It, it would drive me mad going like I just ordered my food, just bring it at the same time. And then I realised yeah. that it's not about how quick you eat; it's a kind of it's an event. It's about sitting together for a few hours. And mm. you'd see all these families out for hours, like till 11, 12 at night with their baby sleeping in the pram. I suppose they've got the weather to do it. But I, I yeah. really learned to kind of love the culture of it. When the first couple of weeks, it was driving me mad that it would take time. But they were going, what's your rush? Have a wee glass of wine, have a sip of water, order some tea, just relax and have a chat. Whereas I, I think we're kind of get get the food down, you get it. That's actually a really good point. That's a really good point. If you're in a restaurant in England and you order food, if it hasn't come in, like if it hasn't come in half an hour or 25, 30 minutes, you'll be like, I ordered ordered this fucking food ages ago. And it's like, you you make a really good point. Like, what is the rush? There's no, you're going out for a reason. I never ever looked at it like that. Never looked at it like that. And again, don't get me wrong. If I was waiting half an hour for my starter, I wouldn't be happy either, wee man. I think you're right there. (laughs) Um, No, it's just it. It it was more of a. It became more of a an evening kind of thing, and I and I I learned to really enjoy it. Like we would go out every night and just sit for hours, and you end up just chatting. Um, Again, I suppose they've got the weather for it, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah, I think. I think, you know, the situation that we're in at the moment, because we, we do sort of live life in in Britain, like, really fast, you know. We don't sit and eat with our friends. We just try and get it, like, say, get it down us, or even drinking, do you know what I mean? We don't go out to drink to socialise now. We go out yeah. to drink to just get hammered. hammered you know, yeah. hopefully the situation that, that we're in might, might slow that down, because I can't wait to just go and sit in a pub for the day now. And just, just yeah. have a drink, see who walks in the door and be like, hey, you met, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause... No, it's really good. <laughs> and I actually had a conversation with one of my pals last night, and he, and he made a good point. He called me. And I think now, see, because you've got WhatsApp, it's a great thing in that you're in these groups with my pals from home and Greenock, and you feel like you're talking every day, which which you really are, because you're, you're yeah. just texting nonsense. Whereas he phoned me and he went, you know what, this is the first time we've spoke face-to-face for months. You know I mean, yeah. they're on FaceTime, you know what I mean? But he's like, we never actually talk. We just text on this thing. I mean, I, was like, I never really think that. I mean, you never really, because you feel like you're in contact, but you're never actually, and you're like, how's the kids? You know? And so Yeah, I you're just texting daft stuff, aren't you? And... Yeah, you're just forwarding stupid stories and talking about football. So you feel like, ah, we're talking all the time, but you're really not. And I think, as you say, Andy, I think that's hopefully something. So if we, a few people have like, I've made a point of just going, right, actually, let's can have an actual conversation, you know? Mm, mm. yeah i i've found that i've become so much more closer to to a lot of people during this time it's mm-hmm. like yeah i i'm i like people are making more of an effort and like myself included you know we're making more of an effort with people because you've got you've got more time throughout the day to sit and send a text and you know I, I i was on facetime to a friend of mine who i've not spoken to for a long time i was on facetime to him the other day for for an hour or two hours and it's like such a it's a lovely treat that we've not really had the time to do you know because life just runs away with you in a way doesn't it so it's like it's kind of nice to yeah and it really does and you think as well because i spoke to i mean he's he's no warren brown well don't you boys yeah 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 yeah. you know was i spoke to waza last night and what an afro he's got growing at the minute as um, <laughs> lockdown. But again, I was just laughing because I think it's the first time me and him have spoke and not one of us have been drunk. 
because usually it's the other one phoning, we're drunk and going, oh, I want to speak to you. So we're having a conversation with one of us, and I was like, it's the first time two of us were sober. So we're just sitting in the yeah, house, you know, nice. but we're just laughing about that. You should get Warren on. Yeah, yeah, yeah we need idea. to, actually. Yeah, yeah that is a great idea. Me and uh, me and Charlotte was talking earlier on. We haven't been we haven't been in a pub for three weeks and two days, and it's like <laughs> oh well, it's kind of like no, not in a way. Like I don't get me wrong, I can't wait to sink a pint of Peroni. Like that is. <laughs> oh, you that's... went all posh in the world. Oh wow! Well, I mean, <laughs> it's either Peroni or beer and Moretti. For some reason, I'm well into my Italian lagers at the minute. I mean, call it what you want, guys, but I have had a good year, so. <laughs> yeah, I see in the states because Stella is European. They think it's a posh beer. <laughs> really? Yeah, because it's because it's European. So you go, I'll put a Stella Artois, please, guys. And they're like, oh, really, really posh. Oh my uh, god! So, so do you know? You, just going back to your, so you live in Vegas, Martin. Is so yeah. is that very is that very close to the to like the Strip, or is it? Do you live away from it all? Or yeah, we're about twenty minutes north of it, mate. Um. It's a weird, like, I, I really love it here. The reason we moved here, um, my wife's from here. And right. Just, mm. I was on the road that much, and, you know, you're getting to the age of thinking about families and stuff. And I can always want to, uh, like, have my kids raised in Scotland and stuff. So we're kind of, we do split our time quite a lot between here and Scotland. Um, I'm, and I'm in the UK probably a lot more than I'm in, in Vegas. But I thought, I've saw so many of my actor pals who live in London or L.A., and then I've had kids, and it's such a struggle for them without a support network. You know, they've got nobody yeah. to babysit, and you've seen, like, whether whether one of them was going away for, a, like, a, a shoot for a couple of weeks, and one's left with a couple of kids uh, going off on that, and it's putting a strain on the relationship and all that kind of stuff. And um, so I just thought, like, if I'm going to be on the road, I mean, last year, I left here last year in March and got back at Christmas. You know, wow. that's, what, nine months uh, on the road, and... um. So I thought it was important, like, my missus was near her mum and her family and cool. pals and that kind of stuff. And then I'm in the UK filming all the time anyway, so it's easy enough for me to knit back to Greenock and see my family, you know. But I mean, yeah, it's, it's, a mad, it's a mad town. Like, the strip is mental if you need it. Um, it's <laughs> yeah. good. And I like a bit of the boxing and the UFC, so that's all Do you get to win many events? I try to, mate, but any time there's a good fight, I'm out of town. Um, oh. but it's um I got to I kind of was the my pal hopefully Josh Taylor is a brilliant Scottish boxer. Yeah. Josh was out here training. Josh was I think Josh is going to have a fight coming up here soon, which would be great. I don't think he's next one, but hopefully the one after. But I mean, see with the strip, it's kind of like saying you live in London and you live in Leicester Square. You know what I mean? Mm. Nobody lives on the strip. It's mental. Yeah. But actually, out in Vegas is huge. There's a few million people live here. Um, oh, right, okay. Yeah, it's a big old town. And I think because we're out in the desert, there's a lot of land. So compared to somewhere like LA, where you're probably getting a pokey wee flat for a fortune, a one bedroom, you know, you can buy a big old house here, you know. Um, yeah. And it's, yeah, I, I love our gaff. I've built my little bar or pool table oh, in, nice. you know. So. But you can, you can be over in LA. You can be over in LA in what, three, three hours, four, four hour drive? You can drive it in three hours. It's 50 minutes on the yeah. plane. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's not bother, but as well, you know, you guys know as well now, everything's done on tapes. Everything's yeah, that's tape, it. Yeah. So you don't really need, the only time you actually need to be in the room is if you're down to the last one, or you know, yeah. so mm-hmm. yeah. it's easy enough to get about. I, 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 I really like it, lads. It's, um, 
Yeah, he's yeah. Pop the next the thing bank. you need to do, mate, is buy the house that you had in the nest. I mean, that is one of the most beautiful houses in the world, isn't it? It's insane, mate. Um, that I, is, I remember right. seeing photos on your Instagram a while ago and thinking, oh, that looks nice. But then when you see it, I, I mean, that is the most beautiful house I've ever seen. It's as well, because it's a bizarre bit, because you look out the window and one day there was um, there was a couple of seals and there was dolphin pod. Uh, but also that works. I live across the water from that. Well, that's where I grew up. And um, but it, that's where all the, the nuclear subs for Britain are kept. Um, oh, right. trenches. so yes yeah, so you'll have a submarine going by the window every now and again um but it's i remember doing some adr um like for the first step when i hadn't seen it and looking out that window it looks like green screen because it's so beautiful so beautiful it's so yeah. mental and it's and it's it's either ways as well on a beautiful day it's lovely because and even on this because it's all surrounded it's like full those um panoramic windows in a storm it's amazing as well you know with some quite horrendous but like you feel like you're in the bloody thing you know the, yeah like a log, a log fire burning and rain lashing oh, the windows right. all that and tell great. me and it, go on it was bang on like and as well there's a scene with me and sophie out on the decking and there was a kind of storm going on around us and it's kind of like it's like the kind of the most natural, amazing theatre stage to be on, you know, because the way the guy, there's a guy, a lovely guy called Matt Gray shot the first few eps um, and he shoots it, I don't know how Shane shoots, but the way kind of Ken Loach shoots, it's kind of documentary style where there's not, there's no marks and all that kind of thing, the camera just moves yeah. with you and I love that because I think we get quite cynical as we get older, I think it's just natural as you learn your craft, but you're very aware when the camera's not on you and when it's on you because mm-hmm. the way that was shooting, the camera was so fluid that it could just spin and be on you. So everybody had to be on their toes all the time. You know, yeah. everybody was getting. Which is everything. great for it's great for the other performers as well, isn't it? Because everyone's in it all the time. All the time, exactly, mate. Because I think naturally you can sink off going right. I've got because we become very aware of the cameras facing that way. By the time we finish that side, it's going to be another twenty minutes turnaround. And by the time they get to me, I think naturally in your head you can conserve energy subconsciously mm-hmm. or not because i think as well when the camera's not on you i think you try and give more just to show i'm giving more you know you want to be seen to be doing it but i think mm-hmm. in your head as well there are times where you probably think it's, it's a long day and I, i've got a big crying scene or something coming up so i need to i need to save a bit yeah. whereas with the camera's on on the move all the time you need yeah. to be on it every single take oh that's brilliant the uh and just just quickly please tell me you insisted on driving that car of course I did, pal. <laughs> <laughs> of course I fucking did. Of course oh, I tried to the bastard as well, but I've heard, <laughs> I've learned quite a lot. Bentleys apparently lose their value, mate, pretty quickly. But um, oh, yeah, I I can imagine. don't worry. I was uh, there's a few scenes, um, because I think my wife was going like, she said last night when she was watching, she's going, now the stunt man put the foot down there, and I was just laughing because I wouldn't let anywhere anybody near that car. I was <laughs> out that thing. Yeah, was, I mean, oh, nice. I mean, that's the kind of that's a lovely thing as well, isn't it? When you get to do these jobs and oh, such somebody gives you that motor because you feel the bollocks when you're cutting about in it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you get into character, doesn't it? <laughs> absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Yeah, I must say, mate, it's um, it's it's, it's genuinely one of the best things that I've I've seen in a long time. It's uh, so, like you said, so real and so gritty, and 
Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's just good. brilliant. Looking forward to the finale, mate. You've got a so it's on on Sunday night, isn't it? And then again on yeah. Monday. Next Sunday night, uh, and then Easter over the Easter weekend, and then the final episodes on the on the Monday night at the nine. Um, and wow. it, it gets pretty wild, boys. That's that's the best I can say about it. Nice. It, it kicks off, and um, because uh, Shirley Henderson comes into it. Um, I don't know if you guys oh, know. Nice. I mean, a lot of people know her from like Harry Potter and stuff, but I mean, for my generation, I mean, she's train spotting. Yeah, yeah, Scottish. yeah, she's Scottish acting royalty, you know, and she's this tiny wee thing, but she's one of the most intimidating people I've ever been on set with. And it's well, just it's like Stephen Graham, I think, it's like it that. Is. He's tiny little man, but, but so but, but intimidating. Stevie, Stevie's a stocky wee bastard, you know, like yeah, he's <laughs> massive now, isn't thin, he? But, um, Jack, oh, I, he, he, he's he sent me well, a photo of the other day, and I was like, fucking he's hell. Yeah, he's loving, loving it. And he's got, his, he's got his skinhead back now as well, hasn't he? Ah, <laughs> uh, I saw the wee man cut it for him, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah like, Shirley's just this mammoth presence. Um, lovely yeah. woman, but just really intimidating. Just something people have that natural aura. It was lovely character. to see Kate Dickey come in as well. It was lovely yeah. to see that. There was a She's funny amazing. thing, by the way, man. I swear to God, this happened, and it was quite ridiculous. So when we got the scripts through for that, as well as what... That character, Nicole's wrote, think Kate Dickey, right? And then they made yeah. Kate Dickey audition for it. Oh, no way. They yeah. made her audition for it? Yeah, well, she auditioned and she got it pretty quick. But can you imagine going into a room where the sides go for your character's description says, think Kate Dickey, and then Kate <laughs> Dickey's sitting across from you? Oh, that's easy. Oh, because I'm in. Kate Dickey. <laughs> yeah, I've got Kate this Dickey. one. <laughs> that was a mental, mental thing. And it's like... How could you go like, like imagine going in and going if if the casting director goes, can you give me a bit more? You, I don't like. I couldn't get my head through it. You know what I mean? And I was like, if, what if you went in for the audition as somebody else and you saw Kate Dickey sitting across from you, and the yeah. side said, think Kate Dickey. I was a mind because she's class, Kate. She's so good. So good. Yeah, I worked with Kate on um. Summer's Town, years and years yeah, and years that's right, ago. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she's so great. And I remember meeting her. It was at the Biffer Awards when I when I was like fifteen. And she's just so so lovely and just like yeah, I've not seen her for a long time, but it it, it always brings a smile on my face when I see her pop up and things. She's so, brilliant. She's brilliant. Yeah, she really really is. But they've got um yeah, you've managed to get a great cast for that. It's uh yeah, it's su- such a great show, mate. So yeah, buzzing. Cheers, boys. Yeah, cool. I think that that about wraps us up, Martin, mate. Thank you very much for um for coming on, man, and, and giving us uh, some time in in your morning, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sitting in my my wee cupboard in Vegas. Um, what time is it now, <laughs> now in Vegas? It is twenty past twelve. So yeah, I'll, I reckon day, it's time know? for a swim, mate. Don't you? I think it's time you went for a swim. <laughs> well, mate, you deserve I, it. I just <laughs> heated up yesterday, so I'm going head first in there now. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, Thank you, boys. Martin. Lots of love. Thanks, mate. Yeah, take care, buddy. Bye, bye, bye. See you later. Bye. 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 Bye.
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. So Martin Comston could have played Woody. <laughs> yeah, which well, is I mad, isn't it? That Imagine is the parallel world out there where Martin Comston played Woody. And would it, uh, Joe Gilgan plays Martin's character in Line of Duty. Yeah, plays... Um, I imagine um, that. Yeah, that would, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, they're, they're, both, they're both amazing actors in everything that they do. I mean, yeah. it's really, really funny, actually, when Martin touches base that people say that his Scottish accent is not very it's good. Fake. <laughs> and it's Scottish. But I, genuinely, when I first heard him on the phone, I remember I was on a night out in London. I think I was with Vicky. And Martin rang him, uh, Martin rang Vicky and she put him on the phone and he started talking. And I was like, who's this? And he was like, hey, it's Martin Comston. I was like, what? why are you Scottish? Because <laughs> I genuinely, genuinely, after watching Line of Duty, I, I genuinely thought, because admittedly, I, 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 I'd never seen Sweet 16 at that point. Have so, you not? Oh, you uh, know. I have now, I have now, but yeah, I, I haven't yeah. at that point. Um but yeah, it was like I, I genuinely, again, like we touched base, like my dad thought that Stephen Graham was a cockney because of Snatch. It's yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, weird, it, isn't it? How you, it's weird how you think that, isn't it? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you, mm. certain actors, because same with Martin. Like when we put the first episode of The Nest on a couple of weeks ago, um, a, a part way into it, I I said to my missus, I was like, oh, that's his actual own accent, you know? She was like, what? I was like, yeah, mm. no, that's that's his own accent. And she was like, really? Because we love Line of Duty. And she was like, really? And I was like, yeah. And she just, she was a bit like, all right. I never would have, like you say, I never would have Well, I guess that it. means he's just nailing his job, doesn't it? I mean, it means yeah. he's nailing what he's doing. So, and he really is nailing life as well. Like, he's, uh, it's such, it was, it's so, I'm so glad that we finally managed to get him on because mm. I, I, I knew, I knew from, from day dot when we started this, he was one of the people that we really, really wanted to get on. Um, yeah. And I'm just glad that we couldn't go to Vegas and record it. I know, I know. <laughs> and it, it really didn't disappoint. So um, if you are listening, Martin, thank you very much for taking the time yeah. for us. Um, and I, I, I'm so excited, mate, for The Nest. Genuinely can't wait. Are you caught so, up now? I'm caught up now. So, But this is going out on Monday, isn't it? So 
there was one on last night for everyone yeah. watching or yeah. listening. Yeah. And then there's one on tonight. So he's a, it's a double bill in it. I'm, I am excited. I am excited. I'm, I'm still in bed. <laughs> Are you really? No, I'm not in bed. I'm just sat on my bed. <laughs> I'm outside in the garden. Me having I know a beautiful I have day. Been. I have been have in the garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, no. So the nest, mate, I can't wait. So the, the last yeah. episode's tonight then, is it? Yeah, 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 exactly. So yeah, us in the future will already know what happens on episode four. But yeah. we don't right now, so so that's good. But you know, twist and turn, don't spoil it, but it's full of little twists and turns and so who done it. Ryan's and, amazing. Mm, mm. Ryan. And, and like Martin said, and, and after what because obviously I'd only watched the first episode before chatting to Martin. Mm. Um, but you can hear, like he says at one point in the chat about the writer had put in the script like when you speak to this character, you, your accent will get a bit thicker and, and stuff like that. And you right. can you can really hear it. Yeah, because I'm speaking to you now. Probably even you, like like our accents are quite different, but you know, but I probably speak to my mates a little bit more mank. Yeah, well, you really? you were when we was in Benidorm on my stag do when you were all the lads from Grimsby. Oh yeah, bloody hell. Going going like yeah, it's kind of. <laughs> but then I, I've kind of like, I, I I never change who I am, but sort of like say if you're working or if you're doing interviews, you do look. You sort of curve it back a little bit, don't you? It was really funny, yeah, actually. Yeah. You know, Jodie Comer actually got told that she had to pretty much drop her Scouse accent in America. Really? Yeah, yeah. When she was I mean, doing the, when she was doing like the um, uh, the Late Late Show and Letterman and stuff like that. Yeah. She's so Scouse. Well, she's another one. When I played um, an interview with hers to to my wife, and I said, "Oh, that that's her actual accent," and she's like, "No, it's not." And I'm like, "It is." But she's the master. Of accents, man. Have you it. seen she... uh, Killing Eve series two yet? No, not number two. Oh, mate, there's a beautiful scene. I think it's series two. Might be series one, where she's like walking. It's series two, I think. She's walking it's around. Eve. Scottish. No, mate, she's like walking around Eve, and she's like change. She's basically Eve wants her to be to to play uh, to be a spy, and she's walking around Eve like saying like. Do you want it American like this and just plays an American? Or she's like, or I could be like the Australian drunk and she's like plays an Australian and she just wow. slips into each one and she's like, what? Oh, mate. Um, hopefully we'll have Jodie on soon. Yeah, that'd be good. That would be good. <laughs> well, I'll, 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 um, we'll, 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 we'll sort it out, can't we? We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll see sure. what we can do. But let's talk about some of the guests, the amazing guests that we have got coming up. Um, yeah. A lot of people will have seen on Instagram that we've got um, our old buddy uh shane popping up yeah shane meadows yeah shane which meadows. again for us we shut the laptop rang each other back and we were both like that was the best one we've ever done yeah so yeah, i think if, that that's if a brilliant listen, one yeah if you listen to the steve graham one and the vicky mcclaw one you kind of know what you're in for a little bit but this time it's, it's with the big boss in it so it's it's, it's really with nice. a big boss but he's no he's not he's not a boss is he he's kind of like he's just a he's he's is the dad is the uncle everyone look everyone loves and everyone listens to and he's yeah. got such a soothing voice i think i could listen to him talk all day yeah uh, same who else have we got we got johnny harris johnny harris yeah who's um who obviously played mick in this is england 86 88 yeah um yeah so he's great um yeah i mean we probably shouldn't give all of them away, should we? No, no. We teased a few there. We've got, we've got yeah. a few more. We've got, you know, we've got a good few more. Um, Some really good friends of ours as well. Like, 
Yeah. And, and it's not, we're not all This Is England. I, I get that, um, like when we started the podcast, we said that it's not going to be a This Is England podcast. But at the end of the day, these people are our real good friends. Um, yeah. And, you know, we was in This Is England with them, but we're also fans of their other work and we're also fans of who they are as people. And we get that, you know, it's a good insight for the listeners to 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 get that, you know, that, that side of them that yeah. they might not necessarily see so um but yeah we've got some good we've got some great great people on i mean I, i've been buzzing with the reaction that we've that people have been agreeing to come on and obviously during a time like this so yeah, yeah um thanks to all the to the guests yeah and an amazing reaction from the the people listening as well and watching and you know whether you listen to us on the audio version which a lot of people you still are amazing thank you please uh give us a rate like go and rate us on whatever app you're on um, just leave a little review. Uh, it just helps grow the podcast. And um, same with YouTube as well. Uh, if you can get on there, subscribe to us, leave a comment, yeah. a like, all that jazz that frigging influencers ask you to do. Um, purely because that helps the podcast grow. And like me and Tomo said last week, we want to grow this now, especially in these times, so that it can maybe generate a little bit of revenue so that we can then donate that to various causes, whether it's local or, you know, the NHS, or schools. Food banks. Yeah, there's loads of food banks. Um, we'll put that money to good use, basically. There's a little bit in the Patreon as well, so we're going to start doing that soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, just like, mm-hmm. subscribe, share. Put it all over your Instagrams. Tell your friends. Just, um, <laughs> you know, just let people know that we are fucking mint at what we do. Oh, yeah, and that. <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so thank you guys. Um, we're going to keep who's next week uh, a surprise. It's none of the people that we mentioned. So yeah, you have to wait for them, baby. Um, yeah. But yeah. Another another week down, T. Yeah, I'm loving it, mate. It's good to yeah. be back. It's good to be yeah, back. Definitely. Um, thank you very much, guys. Please remember what Vicky said last week as well. Stay in. Stay yeah, safe. stay at Enjoy the time at your own. Do your gardens. You know, chill. Have a beer in the garden. Watch loads of stuff. There's loads of great things on Netflix at the minute. So, yeah, just mm. um, chill at home. Watch The Nest. Watch This Is England. Watch whatever you want. Chill. Stay at home. Yeah. Cheers, guys. See you next week. <laughs>